Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trahan Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your great host, Shanna Trahan. Thank you for purchasing my new book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, available on Kindle and Amazon. It's been selling pretty well, and I just want to thank you for buying it and sharing it with friends and family. Also for listening to the podcast right here on Anchor FM. You can also find us on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at the Trahan Therapy Center. As promised last week, we're going to discuss a huge topic, an important topic. Does my child need medication? With nearly 30 years of experience with children and families, teaching and supervising from babies to college students, one thing that has happened over the years is that I have had a parent who realized that their child has had some special challenges in the area of mental health that also created challenges for their teachers, other students, and oftentimes the entire campus. Parenting is a very personal thing, which is deeply tied to our emotions. Because of that, as parents, it's easy for us to lose sight of the big picture. One thing we have here in America is referred to as FAPE, F-A-P-E, also known as Free and Appropriate Public Education. It, the provision, it is a provision of regular or special education and related to aids and services that are designed to meet the needs of handicapped persons adequately, as well as the needs of non-handicapped persons, and are met and based upon the adherence to procedures that satisfy the requirements thereof, as per ed.gov. Just think about what that means for a moment. Free and appropriate public education. Does that mean it is an appropriate education, an education where children are running around the classroom, but it's not PE time? Is free and appropriate public education one where kids come to school, bring their drugs and smoke them during class period? Is free and appropriate public education one where kids get to say 100% what goes on and teachers have no say-so? What is appropriate public education? And what kind of expectations do you have generally for a classroom where your child is supposed to be learning? Let's consider a third grade classroom. Envision all of the students running amok, not following the established routines and procedures, ignoring the teacher's directions and redirections, talking back, calling the teacher inappropriate names while daring her to do anything about it. How can anyone in the class learn what the educator has planned to explore for the day? Just let that sink in for a moment. Well, I'll give you the answer. Barely anyone can grasp anything in a classroom where the children aren't settling down. Often it begins with one child not listening and then the non-compliance begins to multiply. According to the statesman.com, a House bill in Texas approved a ban on suspending pre-K through second graders. It's House Bill 674, 
which uh, was presented by Representative Eric Johnson, a Democrat from Dallas. It was noted by the Representative Jonathan Strickland, uh, a Republican from Bedford, that school districts, not the state, should decide how to handle student discipline. Various districts in Texas have drafted their own guidelines in response to House Bill 674. One district suspended 351 pre-K through second grade students the year before this bill was passed. I wonder if those kids were behaving appropriately or inappropriately. And I wonder if they were unsafe or if they created an unsafe environment for others. I wonder if that's why they were suspended. From the counseling perspective, there are many factors that can, that can cause a student to have that extra energy. Sometimes it's stress and nervousness brought on by things that happen at home. Sometimes things that happen at school or in the community. Oftentimes a child might have been exposed to adult conversations, things they really shouldn't know anything about. Now they are worrying about these things. Other times it can be too much time on technology, electronics, video games, to also include television. And just not enough time playing outdoors with real people, board games with their pets, taking walks with their parents, siblings, or peers, or engaging in other fun activities. Another contributing factor to some behavior concerns could be health and diet. Sometimes taking in too many starches, whereas the excess eventually turns into sugars in your system, uh, which can, it can exacerbate a child's level of inattentiveness, for example. A study done in the UK on food dyes, as per WebMD, noted a conclusion that the results show an adverse effect on behavior after consumption of food dyes. After considering these things, perhaps a psychiatrist would be able to complete an assessment or a psych eval to determine if there are some concerns that can best be managed through medication and therapy. I've seen students who were in therapy on their medication, doing well with their peers, academically and overall. But when something happened and they missed several doses, their peer relationships were affected adversely as well as their grades and overall behavior. All medications have side effects from lip balm to fever medication, allergy medication, and even for headaches, all over-the-counter medications as well as those that are prescribed. According to the Consumer Healthcare Products Association, there are 2.9 billion retail trips annually or more to purchase over-the-counter products. The real question is, what kind of life do you want for your child? Do you want your child to be the outcast of the classroom who is always disturbing the class, rarely following directions, causing others, students and themselves not to be able to learn? Do you want to be the parent who is called daily because the teacher has executed a plethora of strategies, none which have worked on your child? Some parents just change their phone number. Great parents make a different choice. They look at the big picture, including the type of outcome they'd like to have for their child. And speaking to one particular parent, she shared that she thought her child had ADHD. I asked what made her think that, and then I asked what steps she was going to take to determine if her mommy radar was correct. 
She noted that she would take her child to the psychiatrist, but that she wasn't going to allow her child to take any medication. Knowing that I had observed this child being unable to keep their hands to themselves for 60 seconds was disturbing. The child demonstrated one-on-one to be unable to follow a single step direction. While young, people tend to have greater patience with you, but by fifth grade, it's expected that students are making better choices than pre-kinder students. I encourage a parent to consider the overall classroom environment, her child's health, and the planned long-term outcomes when visiting with the psychiatrist. Anything mental health related should start with the psychiatrist. And if the psychiatrist believes you or your child needs to see a neurologist, he or she will suggest that. So if you notice that your child's behavior stands out, it could be normal for your child or not. One, number one, take them to the doctor to rule out any health or mental health concerns. Two, don't say automatically an automatic no to medication. Any medication from the psychiatrist should be taken while also attending therapy with a psychologist or a licensed professional counselor. And in some places that LPC is known as a licensed mental health counselor. Three, do not attempt to diagnose yourself or your child via internet. And four, be present for your child at home and at school. Note, some pediatricians or general practitioners will write prescriptions for depression, ADHD, and other mental health concerns. Best practice is to go to the psychiatrist to find out what's going on in a person's psyche. Today, I hope that you learned something very instrumental um, to help your family, to help your child, to help the school system, help the school district. Now that you know, young children cannot be suspended from ages pre-K to two, and in some places pre-K to three. Um, And it's very important that we're able to have a civil school whereby we can uphold FAPE or free and appropriate education. And if we cannot uphold FAPE, then it'll be very challenging for kids to learn. And where there was once the no child left behind, even more so, more children will become left behind because of inadequate mental health assessments and follow-up based upon what psychiatrists are deeming to be the appropriate course of treatment. Thanks again for joining me, Shanna Trahan at the Trahan Therapy Center, author of 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, which can be found on Kindle and Amazon. Please subscribe below. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.